Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo. Uh, and today I'm joined by Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Carlo. And uh, none other than, you know, the father, son, and Holy Ghost, <laughs> none other than Pete. Pete, how you been, man? Good. Hello, Carlo. Hello, Chris. Father, hey. wow, that, that was unique and flattering blasphemy. <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> well, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's not kid ourselves this entire movie is blasphemous mm. uh I, i'm sure that the the current wave of tradcast would just foam at the mouth at, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. at this one uh well, but, but, as oh, would an but, atheist <laughs> oh, well, yeah that's that too i mean so so for for those of you who haven't really read what you what you're listening to uh we're going to be discussing the 1980 uh this is a Wait, I always forget. It's is it Ken Russell? Ken Russell. Yes, Ken right. Russell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, I wanted to say Ken Burns, and that's a completely different. That would be a different one. <laughs> just just do, melancholy do, music uh, over do, the yeah. over footage of Eddie Jessup. Yeah. Uh, do, doing do, his journey. Dear Lara, the the drugs are doing their work. <laughs> <laughs> it pans yeah. over so, a letter. Yeah, so so I wanted to, to you know to talk about 1980s altered states, the movie that is bold enough back in mm -hmm. 1980 to posit: Is it okay to return to monkey <laughs> <laughs> when man just wants to go ape mode? <laughs> you know, oh no, apes all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, all apes. <laughs> oh God, this is a nightmare. <laughs> Welcome back, Pete. <laughs> oh, it's good to be here. There you go. <laughs> well, so anyway, uh, go ahead, Pete. I'm sorry. Well, I was gonna... I, I, well you, you can do the lead it, but there's something I want to add to the end. Of, you can do the lead it like it's not your pod at this point. Christ. But <laughs> so go ahead, please, sir. No, no. Go ahead. I insist. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> Jesus. So um, one of the things I encountered with this, and I, it sounds like Carlo had the same problem, is that this movie was a big deal when it came out. And when it came out, um, Carlo and I were both playing with action figures. <laughs> so our, our, our perception of the movie then versus watching it now is like wildly at odds it's a completely oh, yeah, yeah. different film i mean when when you're what 11 12 or whatever yeah it's like <laughs> boobs mm -hmm. and then yeah oh he, he turns into a monkey <laughs> and then he shows his butt <laughs> oh look he turned into like a big bubblegum man <laughs> uh, and then you know it's it slowly like i gotta admit pete that this sort of bubbled up if you will from the primordial ooze of my own memories and uh i was like Altered states. 
it, it was like I, I I sat up bolt upright from from a dead sleep. Altered states. We got to do altered states. Like, wasn't it the best movie of all time? And weren't there tits? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things are correct. Yes. <laughs> in, in, in that case, correlation is causation. Yes. D- I mean, ding. I, I don't. I would I would argue I'm joking, but I, I do think that this is a a rather interesting movie. Yes, um, mm-hmm. it's it. I would even say that it's it's pretty good at certain things. Mm-hmm. It's not without its flaws. Yeah, I would. My deepest criticism of it is along the lines of it didn't age well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I'd, I'd hesitate to say it was a turd, but but I, I definitely <laughs> think that. Like if they did it now, it would be different. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it would have been Emily who was uh, the 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 girl boss trying to go back to Monkey. Yes, mm. yes, and and uh, you know, at the end, she would join the Marvel franchise. <laughs> oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the in the dreaded Hanna Barbera Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover, <laughs> she becomes. Ms. Captain Caveman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh but anyway, uh so so this is like the first time I've seen this in several decades. Uh it sounds like Pete did the same. Chris yeah, 40, yeah. let's say. <laughs> yes. Shh, quiet you. <laughs> Chris, was this the first time or you'd seen this before? I'm guessing. No, actually, this was my first time. Um, It's definitely a movie that I've always been kind of like aware of. Um, Mm -hmm. And for some reason, and I don't know if it was maybe just somebody giving me kind of like a bum description uh, when I was younger, but I always had this impression of it being a very, you know, serious consideration of like, you know, psychological delving. And it was very pleasant to find out. No, it's just about mango and monkey. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, it's very schlocky psychology. That's the thing I think, um, some of the disconnect, especially for a lot of like the critics at the time was that, uh, it, it is this kind of like schlocky back half with this like pseudo intellectual fr- front half. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely the, um, influence of Patty Chayefsky, uh, who is the, the famous writer, probably most famous for writing network. Um, Oh, he, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he apparently, you know, so he, he wrote this, um, screenplay. He originally had this idea, uh, and he, he brings a, a kind of like seventies, like intellectual approach to art, um, that like while works generally in like network, something like that, like gets at a base, you know, assumption of the, the television, television and news, uh, co- you know, media complex, uh, th- this one is kind of like trying to do the same for like scientific exploration and it doesn't quite, it exudes his, or, you know, exceeds his grasp. Well, I, I would, I would argue that it's, so it, this is actually set in 1967. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts with, uh, wait, wait, it's William Hurt, right? Yes. William Hurt. Okay. So yes. did I mess just, with you? Is that what happened? What's that? The, the, you nearly said Pullman. Is that what happened? <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I that's actually, the glitch in the Matrix, man. I, I keep my brain keeps on wanting to say John Hurt, and mm. the, they're mm. very distinct and different actors. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So William Hurt, this was his first movie, apparently. Um, huh. 
I didn't realize that. And yeah, and he, uh, but he sadly passed away, I believe this year, right? Or last year? Uh, your, I think it was last year, but we could check it. Um, yeah. but yeah, like, like, I think that, uh, he, he, he actually does bring like this very, um, manic quality to the character, right? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. last year oh, yeah. uh, in, in 2022, uh, he passed away. So, I mean, he, he definitely brings like this, um, this type of energy that you can tell that even though he, like he's, he's, he's a, a presence on screen because he's like super tall and lanky and, and whatnot, at least in comparison to the other actors. Um, but, but like he's tall and he looks very sort of placid if you aren't paying attention, but there's always like something like simmering his, he brings that energy, right? Because this is actually Mm -hmm. his character is just like, just constantly like working on stuff. You know, he's thinking about a thousand things. Right. Yeah, he he's he's uh, so uh, Pete and I have and have kind of like discussed this a little bit offline, but they, I, I'm kind of positing this as like a modern version of the Victorian like monster stories uh, mm-hmm. or mad scientist stories or sci- you know science gone too wrong. Where and he's the central you know Frankenstein figure who is obsessed with his work, who you know uh, casts away all all worldly uh, connections in in search of this like and you turned know, his back uh, on at, God, you know. Um, enthusiastic truth mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i would also say that um regarding the aging poorly it's probably because it's very it feels very much of the the time period that it's supposed to be set in 1967 mm-hmm. um and so so william hurt brings you know is is basically uh is it eddie jessup yes um who's like a, a i've I forget. He's studying like uh, schizophrenia and like trying to delve into other states of consciousness and and do different experiments, in, you know, to to find sort of like a true, you know, quote true state uh, of thought uh, or, or what have you. And can I point something out about this? It's hardly the most important thing that you can chew on and be mad about in this film, but like. Um, his whole scientific method was just to do stuff and see what happened. Like he had no <laughs> anticipatory theory. He made no attempt to repeat results. Well, I guess he did in that, like he tried more drugs, you know? <laughs> I mean, well, th- that's, yeah, that was his experiment. <laughs> <laughs> what if drugs <laughs> <laughs> altered states question mark? <laughs> 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 just like a, a, a list of different substances that he's tried, you know, glue, you know, cocaine. Hitting himself in the head with a hammer. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that might have been once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have ruled it out by the end. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. He, he needed to pound himself back into shape, man. Um, so, so he's basically trying to, like, investigate like this juncture between science and religion and not not just religious religious thought i should say and um what i was going to say is that since this is set in 67 it's very it feels very much of that time period right where there were these sort of i mean you know sort of woo woo ideas that were a bit more in the mainstream or at least close enough to the mainstream that people could make fun of it. Um, 
you know that that somehow you know, you could you know do the 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 Timothy Leary thing and just do psychedelics and man that's going to straighten mm. you out i mean there's been an episode of that in several <laughs> different tv shows and all of them like pretty much point out that yeah none of that's going to work man mm -hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> but, but here in this movie it does yeah well i mean the the problem is they weren't using ketamine <laughs> and there goes half the audience <laughs> always the voice of reason oh, okay. sorry yeah she's you know pete you could have been a consultant on that you know who knows what kind of grant money he was getting for that oh my hmm. god a multi-million dollar movie about taking drugs with grant yes. money oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could tell this movie is a science fiction because these professors are actually have a tenure track Yes. Oh, and the cops. Did no, you well, notice I, that? I, it, Chris, I would argue that that makes it a period piece, too. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so so we've got a, a, a crazy monster running around in the sewers of this campus and like uh, one one badged guy gets brutally beat down and then two other cops start chasing him with sticks. <laughs> Like, there's no possible way that would have happened. They'd have pokerized his ass. Mm. Yes. Well, I mean, who knows? Uh, I, I, I don't. I, this was before my time, Pete. So, you know. Fair, fair. Mine, too. Mine, too. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to think of a time pre-murder. <laughs> it's just like, and then that Abel did the shittiest thing ever. <laughs> Could you imagine Kane decides to kill Abel because he's just like an influencer? <laughs> okay, you know, honestly, that would be a much more sympathetic story. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so he he decides to um, initially he's just experimenting on uh, schizophrenics. Uh, and, and giving them, I think, doses of different drugs whilst he's also uh, conducting his own on-the-side experimentation with isolation tanks. Um, mm -hmm. And I did find it really funny because I, I knew that this had isolation tanks in it, mm -hmm. but I had completely forgotten how much of this imagery Stranger Things just completely swiped. Oh, is that from a later Stranger Scene thing season? Uh, from I, th I think in the second or third season, she's wearing exactly that bubble helmet. Gotcha. No, I, I haven't. I stopped. I dropped Stranger Things it, after yeah. two, I believe. And, yeah, uh, but that's it, interesting that because uh, I also go to. There's still kind of like a you know meathead faction that are like really into. Uh, isolation tanks as like you know uh, oh that uh, I mean one of the one of the um, interesting plot development if you want to call it a plot development in Atlanta is that um, uh, what's his face um, Keith Stan uh, oh yeah uh, Lakeith uh, Stan yeah Lakeith Stanfield yeah his character is going to <laughs> like he has a, a a weekly appointment in his isolation tank <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> well it's like oxygen bars or something man oh yeah <laughs> it's like whatever happened to getting high like it's legal go nuts I mean, I, I suppose that if you gave yourself a little bit more oxygen you could get a little high yeah, yeah. 
But <laughs> yeah. that's like not really. That's it's like the most goody two shoes thing you could do. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they'll they'll never find it in my bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> Just, okay, pu- push your point your glasses up on your nose, point Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you notice who the daughter is? Drew Barrymore. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice who the technician in the X race? Uh, uh, John Larroquette. Yeah, a that very was cool. young John Larroquette. A, a like, very oh, he was young a baby. Yeah, I always I always thought it was very kind of strange seeing him in stripes uh, with like without the the um, you know the gray hair that he's most familiar <laughs> with, but seeing yeah. him in with like a baby face is even more disturbing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see that was the body horror for real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like completely surprised. I was like, Drew Barrymore. Holy shit. <laughs> right. Right. And, and like, she's not like a, a lot toddler. Of <laughs> yeah. It's insane. He's like, Dad, are you going to make us dinner? Uh, honey, your mom and I are going to be talking uh, about our divorce. She's trying to drive me crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to find and kill God. <laughs> 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 so, um, so yeah, so so let's talk a little bit about the the journey, shall we? Because mm-hmm. he, he goes he goes to do some cultural appropriation in Mexico. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, important to call out. Well, uh, but but see see he did he did the, do the we it was off screen, but he, I I have it on good authority. He did the land acknowledgement beforehand, so it cancels mm. out. Right, that's how that works. Yeah, no, no that's not how that works. Well, <laughs> well I mean, so, he paid the brujo, I think. So that I think that makes it cultural. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> cultural I, I exchange. <laughs> yeah, cultural good stuff where you give money to people. You know, well, See, it, it's, it, it's a it, cultural marketplace of ideas. Uh, Pete, did, <laughs> this also kind of nicely dovetails with my whole idea of this being a more of a Victorian era story because. It, what's more Victorian than being like, you know, a colonizer, find, finding something scary, uh, in, you know, in a foreign land and like taking it back and like discovering your true, you know, inner self or something like that. Like, look, yeah. uh, if look, Chris, we are not. See, I'm sorry. Live, laugh, love is not genre. <laughs> so we can't oh. talk about it. Today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is is certainly like a travelogue with a side of uh, you know uh, moral clarity at the end of it because yeah, you know, it's very Heidegger or not Heidegger. What's his name? Um, H H Lovecraft? No, <laughs> uh, the guy who wrote she. Oh, um, fuck. H.R. Haggard? H. Ryder Haggard. Yes. There we not, go. Not hot. Okay. Yes. There we go. H. Ryder Haggard. <laughs> so. H.R.H., baby. Yes. Yeah, exactly. His it, it, royal sounds, it sounds like one of the drugs that uh, that Eddie uh, Jessup was trying to take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, yeah, he goes, he goes, uh, like he has um, Blair Brown it plays Emily, who then <laughs> in one of the most infuriating scenes, she's like, she's like, oh, you know, they, they get together, they meet at a party. It It's on from the go, like very much like they leave the party and they, they jump into bed together. No, no issues necessarily. It just seems rather quick, right? Mm-hmm. right? I think yeah. we but, could put it a little stronger than that. Like they leave the party and he's like, yeah, I want to go home with you. And she's like, well, my roommate, we share a room. We've only got a couch. And he's like, I'll bang you on the couch. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yes. He is yes. extremely form or forward. 
Uh, and did you? So uh, the the Elaine do, or Emily? I'm sorry. Do you know who em- plays Emily? Uh, it's a uh, Blair Brown. Blair Brown. I I was not super familiar with her, but I was like, oh my gosh, she looks really familiar. Uh, and then I she's I I know her best from Fringe, where she was the scary doctor lady with the robot hand. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, yes. yeah. Nina Sharp. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, we should do a Fringe episode because that was a very good science fiction show. But anyway, all of our uh, episodes are Fringe episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yeah, that was neat seeing seeing her. Um, I, playing she's playing a 24 year old but that that's just because they're doing that we, like weird like time jump thing right i i'm not entirely sure yeah because <laughs> she was easily in her like 30s or 40s by that point. sure oh yeah but i mean you know let, let's let's face it chris they they, they cast luke perry and you're like the man has a receding hairline not that you can't have one but it's it's that and the wrinkles were were really sort of like mm, really he's in high school did he get did he yeah. get sent back? What what happened? Uh, anyway, so uh, he he they get together and then like in in an infuriating scene, she's like, uh, yeah, she's like, I can't stop thinking about you and blah 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 blah. And what I'm trying to say is, I love you and I think we should get married. And he's like, you know. Did you know that uh, schizophrenics have like religious uh, visions and blah, blah, blah? You're like, what? Just answer the goddamn question, dude. Yeah. And it's, it's not, honestly, I'm going to be, it's not clear what Emily sees in him at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Cause he's like, only ever talks about his work. And like, that seems to be his only ever like interest or, uh, yeah. Uh, other than fucking on the couch, of course. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's the type of guy that you on on you know several dates would be like, well, honey, um, I, I'm tired of talking about me. Why don't you talk about me a little bit? <laughs> okay, though so, uh, this this is the first and last time on this podcast that <laughs> oh, no. I'm ever going to bring this up. We need to talk about their sex. <laughs> do, like, do you mm. remember that dialogue they had? What are you even thinking about? Oh, Christ, she, crucifixions. You're like, Jesus Christ, buddy. How Catholic how much Catholic divorced energy do you have? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I kinda like it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So like I I I, th- I think I think I said it to you guys beforehand. It, you know, um, of course everybody's familiar with the Bechtel test, right? So it's mm-hmm. like it passes the Bechtel test if one woman has a conversation with another woman about anything besides the man. Well, this movie holds down and shits on the Bechdel test. <laughs> I mean, just absolutely. There's that, like a, no woman mentions anything but a man, a specific man. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He, it's, it's, he's very much the, the poochie of this movie where it's like <laughs> whenever, whenever uh, Dr. Jessup is not on the screen, ever all the characters should be saying, where's Dr. Jessup? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, uh, there's a couple of times that Dr. Jessup is also asking that. Yes, exactly. Where, where is Dr. Jessup? Hey-o. What is Dr. <laughs> Jessup sometimes? That, yeah. that too, that too. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, is, it is really uh, sort of funny just how pervasive that mm-hmm. is. It's, it, so we're kind of getting into it, but like um, it, the movie then does this like seven-year time jump. And like all of a sudden, like they've been married for seven years. It's already on the rocks. Of course, there's Everybody kids. Saw that coming. Yeah, but there's kids exactly. 
And I'm like, is that, was that just a, I was trying to think of like, why do that time jump and why set it in the sixties and, and things like that. And it, I can't think of other than like, Oh, that was the era of Timothy Leary. I can't think of a good reason. Like, and that's doesn't seem to be a good enough reason to like go through all that plot trouble of having it set in the sixties and then doing like a time jump like that. Well, it implies that there was a period of time where he wasn't totally obsessed. And I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't, there's no, because it's it's a, it's a very sudden time jump. Like, there's no, like, uh, you know, I'm not asking for, like, you know, a, a slow dissolved montage or anything. But, like, something that, it w- like you said, ind- would actually indicate that he's not the obsessive weirdo we all know he is all the time. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think it, it. Um, it, it doesn't want to do the work of just showing you him trying to sort of fit into this mold Mm -hmm. that, you know, and, and like you say, we, 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 we as viewers have no idea why she, why like Emily is even interested in him because he's Mm. just a complete egotist. He's just, he's not really, yeah, he's, he's the type of person that. Go she ahead. doesn't even think she can change him. Like she's not even that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh yeah, it, it is it is wild. Uh just just how um just sort of how how bad the the, the relationship looks, right? But I I, I I mean at the same time, like I wonder again to your to your earlier point, Chris, regarding it being sort of like a, a Victorian sort of like hewing to this Victorian sensibility mm-hmm. uh, and especially a doctor, you know, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde uh, yes. sort of illusion al- inspired mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. <laughs> liberally sprinkled with, I don't know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Exactly. I, I, I found it interesting that, um, so that was like specifically the, the idea um, and Patty Chayefsky, the writer came kind of uh, the Wikipedia says something along the lines of he he uh, came up with the idea while talking with his buddies like Bob Fosse, which is like awesome because it's like Bob Fosse rules. I don't know if you guys have seen his films, <laughs> but like it's it's just uh, and it's just like uh, oh, at the Russian tea room. So it's, it's such a very like, you know, 70s uh, intel- intelligentsia kind of origin. It, and <laughs> like it's, I, I, I really enjoy that. Well, I mean, I, I also think that um, part of the the interesting thing here is that you know the, that just made me think uh, about how you remember there was a time there there still is uh, it's it's been slowly diminished because people realize that an asshole is, is an asshole no matter how talented they are. But you remember there was a, a a time where there was a lot of stories, movies specifically, that you know had like the the tortured artist who's just like a complete shithead to everyone, mm, but like, oh, but everyone oh. tolerates him because yep. he's a genius. Exactly. That, I mean, that's kind of essentially what Phantom Thread is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was that, that's the, probably the most recent example of that kind of, uh, or tar maybe, mm-hmm. you know? That, uh, yeah. 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 Tar gender flipped it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's one of the things, uh, that I do give credit to this movie for is, uh, Wow, that that was a lot easier to say than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but, but I mean, <clears throat> there there is enough self awareness in this movie that they know this guy is a dick. Like mm-hmm. everybody says it. 
Yes. And that's, yeah. I mean, if this movie was made later in the 80s, like he'd just be a member of, uh, uh, oh God, what what's the name of the character with the uh, Buckaroo Banzai? Like he'd be, a, oh. yeah, he'd be, he'd be a <laughs> member of Buckaroo Banzai's and he'd have a cowboy hat on and everybody would think he was cool, you know, but no, no, he's a prick. <laughs> yeah exactly yes. yeah yeah I, I, I think um because it's uh the character the character uh, mason parish who's also along with the the great bob balaband um they uh are his kind of like assistants like helping him through these experiments but the the character mason is portrayed by this charles uh hade uh, who mm-hmm. I I guess I, don't, I wasn't super familiar with because I've never actually seen Hill Street Blues, which I feel like I should. Um, but anyway, he I thought he was fantastic. He he was his performance is like because he's just like he's at ten all the time, but like righteously so, like we because he's <laughs> like always kind of like the voice of reason saying you this is like fucking ridiculous. You shouldn't be like you know risking your life and others' lives, and he's but, but he's still. Uh, you know, ultimately at heart a scientist and he goes along with it because he wants to see what's going on. But he, and then when he finally at the end, he just gets so mad when he's like, you, you can't, you know, change the fabric of, re- of reality like that. Like it's very, I don't know. His performance is really great. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he's yeah. He's, he's like the, 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 I guess the person who has the moral, <laughs> the moral uh, righteousness on his side, right? Because he's yeah. he's he's also like the the one that has the most to lose because he's like a super invested. Like this is all Harvard uh, weirdos, yeah. right? Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. They're you know they they get done skull fucking Geronimo's skull and then they uh, go. I think that's over at Yale, but maybe maybe they just have another <laughs> another yeah. another skull to fuck over there. No. I, I don't know. Well, and then like I'm trying to remember the name of the guy. The really good actor played second fiddle to to um, hurt the whole time. Uh, anyway, like um, when it, he got it, to in the this end, movie, yes, uh, Bob Balaban. The, Thank the kind, you. Yes. Yeah, the nerdy guy. Yeah. yeah, I know you were talking about him earlier, and he is amazing. But like, he gets to the end, and he's like, you know, we can continue this. We're doing this wrong. We can do it to children. Why are we doing this to a scientist? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he he like definitely breaks him. <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah so so they go down to mexico they he goes on a drug trip oh my god Uh, is that we're halfway through this and we're only in mexico (laughs) well i mean there's a lot of vibes happening in the back half of this let's face it yeah okay that's fair (laughs) you you Uh, you could write this plot on a fortune cookie Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's not it's not i think a lot of it is vibes right because i mean like how can you make a a, a druggy, you know, trippy movie without just vibes, uh, scary vibes in, mm-hmm. in many cases, because, you know, you're going back in time, the primal nature of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he, 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 uh, Chris, do you think that they, they staged, uh, the lizard being dead because they, they didn't want to tell him that he fucked a lizard <laughs> while he Probably. was high? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That was certainly hinted at, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Hint, hinted maybe with like a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, well, and honestly, that's a much better explanation of why those guys wanted him out of there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and then he killed the lizard. I think that was a mistranslation. 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, man, I invited my friend. He's cool. He could get high with us, right? Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think what they said was he stabbed the lizard. Yeah, they didn't say with they what. Didn't, they didn't specify with what. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they, they, they then like, that's the first inkling that the, that the trip might be something sinister. He also has like a, a weird, that, that was the other thing that I was going to bring up, uh, Chris, that I, if I remember correctly, this is the, the, the trip that he has where he's sort of dressed, um, with, uh, Emily, they're both dressed like in this almost Victorian garb, right? Sitting mm -hmm. at a little yeah. uh, patio table with like this, uh, <laughs> this, this flower field sort of superimposed on, in the background or whatever. Yeah. And snake. Yeah. And you're like, is this Adam and Eve? Yeah. This, seems like Adam and Eve. Th this is the stuff that um, I'm really glad that Ken Russell ended up in the director's chair for this because it's this, it's the kind of like colorful in your face, um, like psychedelic freak out that like his best movies are, are, you know, achieve like Tommy or, uh, especially the devils, you know, just this, Oh, he did, he did Tommy. Mm hmm. Yep. And, uh. and, and then the, the same years, let's let's domania, uh, which is based with the, also the guy from the who I believe. And, hmm. um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Ken Russell, um, and so he's, he's really good at that kind of like, um, you know, psychedelic freak out type um, editing and, and special effects. And this movie is just filled with them. It's just like lots of montage of, uh, you know, kind of like uh, stock footage and, uh, and then like William Hurt superimposed over it, like screaming in pain. It, yeah. it, it rules. It rules. I, at one point they were dragging us through his intestines. Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, it's a, it was a very tasteful uh, crucifixion with a, uh, the head of a goat uh, yeah. scene, didn't Oh, you man, I want that goat head mask so bad. That had like, mm. what, 20 eyes? I, I'm yeah. so into that. That, that looked that look so cool, man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying. Well, um, and let, look, I think if it's all right, let's take a second to call that out. One of the things that makes this movie worth going back to, mm. it, assuming it's worth doing that on any level is the special effects, which mm, obviously are not computer generated. No, mm -hmm. no, it's, it's, it's purely like, you know, film editing, uh, and like in camera, like special effects work. And like, well, and, and I'm going to guess some, some editing at the, at the end where he's transitioning between bubblegum, you know, yeah, yes. bubblegum man and, yeah. and himself, uh, where, where I'm guess I'm guessing they spliced just enough to, get the stuttering effect right the of him sort of changing back and forth mm -hmm. uh, which uh if if no one's seen it um you know i believe uh the most recent thing i i can think of that references that same trans transformation sequence is uh aha take on me <laughs> yes absolutely yeah i mean it, it's funny because it's it's such a weird strange movie and it's sort of like referenced slyly in different areas that have nothing to do mm. yes like with like the the heaviness of this movie or the, the heaviness it's aspiring to at least right mm -hmm. the, the idea of like you know like this guy goes into an isolation chamber takes some drugs and uh sort of like hallucinates the past and essentially like 
you know, as the story progresses, is able to come back and there is evidence, like physical evidence of him actually have been having been transformed into something like the the first inkling we get after he gets back from mexico is he does the drug and he gets into like a a a horizontal isolation tank Mm -hmm. um the first one looked really cool because it looked like a like like a weird something you'd find on a ship or something yeah or or a cloning tank like from an old movie or exactly yeah or he he looked like the um david bowie in twin peaks the return (laughs) i don't don't know if you've seen that i have not i have not sadly i i have to i have to really absolutely get, get get on that twin peaks game um but yeah so so as soon as he comes back he's like his his they they have to pull him out because he starts making noises and they pull him out and he's like his his mouth is covered in blood and he's like trying to he can't even vocalize he he can't even speak to them so he asks for a pen and he's like jotting down he's like take an x-ray blah 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 and it turns out that when they take the x-rays and this is where we get the the <laughs> cameo of a very young John Larroquette uh, mm-hmm. as the x-ray the radiation technician or whatever um Basically, they find that he has a very, uh, very strange and very thick hiatic bone. No, no, that's not what that is. Uh, they find that he has basically something in front of his, what the human larynx would be. And when they take it to the head of, uh, like radiology, he's like, this is a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I yeah. like, well, it, it just shows that, uh, that, you know, that, See, that was the the first in- inkling that we get that Eddie Jessup is really in the gorilla mindset, and therefore <laughs> questionable, always questionable. Uh, but yeah, so so he he actually does physically change, and that's mm-hmm. something that's sort of freaky about this movie, and, and and lends and slowly starts lending it like the body horror starts creeping into the movie. Um. Nothing quite as extreme as a Cronenberg, right? But but right. It, it's there. It's there. Yes, it, absolutely. They they're definitely, um, especially in come, a couple of the scenes where he, you know, he his um, changing back to, to ape is more, um, you know, more physical. Uh, like mm-hmm. it's more more evident where he'll like they they make great use of those like the special effect that where like it's like the bubbles under the skin. Oh yeah, that is yes. so un. It's so unsettling. Yes, because it, he's like looking at his his forearm and it's just like little ripples of, of like movement. And you're like, gross. And when his wife went full, they live. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Like I was, I was like, she, like she was really the job of this movie. That, I mean, that poor woman. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> like really somebody, like everybody failed in this movie because somebody should have drug her to the side and been like, honey, like your husband wants to become a monkey. Like you have got to get out of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, he, he wants to return to monkey. And as you said, Pete, uh, not only kill God, but dethrone him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and like, like, like there's, there's kind of an underpants gnome situation here. He's like, if I can, if I keep taking these drugs, I will become a gorilla. And it's like, mm. dude, why? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Well, he, he he's chasing the first thought, the, the beginning <laughs> of thought. Well, and we like, all know what the first hot thought was. It was herder. Like, you don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> 
Look, uh, we could have all saved him and Emily a lot of trouble just taking them down to go see 2001. Oh, there yeah. There you have it. Well, <laughs> and I mean, on screen. I am drinking some lovely peach pecan whiskey right now. And if I get to the bottom of the bottle tonight, which I will not, I will definitely have the first thought because that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no. Alcohol is its own isolation tank. Yes, it is. We all, we all know what it does to you, and it's when not you, good. When you crawl into the bottle, that's an isolation tank right there. <laughs> hey, um, Anyway, I, see, I turned it into – it's turned a sad situation to a joke. Um, anyway, so uh, – yeah, so so they they find that he's – and like you say, Chris, uh, there's a couple of sequences like you know we were just discussing, but then he gets into the shower, and it's like the the, the – the 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 monkey is is still is staying longer and longer right mm-hmm. he's he's he can't get him to leave yes completely so like there's like these ripples of like transformation happening mm-hmm. and when he gets into the shower there's that sequence where he looks down and his oh. his feet are like ape feet and you're like yes. yeah that 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 is a that yeah yeah that was good stuff it, yeah, those startling, and I think that they they they. Uh, it's obviously an effect, but to their credit, they just flashed it so that you get the start, like the the unease and startlement, and then immediately switch back to oh no no no, it's your regular the, feet. The visual effects here. I, okay, so like some of it was stupid, but it, I think it was the stupid of like you're 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 in 1980 and you've got something new and you don't know it's going to be stupid. But mm-hmm. like by and large, they were fairly sophisticated and they understood that they should never overplay their hands. I mean, it was right. it was great. I mean, yeah. like all this needed was a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I will say that that yeah, like like that. That's what I'm, I'm not trying to bag on the effects. I think that they they're rather good, and part of the rather good part of it is, in fact, what you're saying, Pete. That they they they're judicious. They know exactly how to de- you know how to deploy them and just how quickly and you know when to linger, when not that type of thing. Um, you know, like like the entire sequence that we can I guess we could just jump ahead a little bit because like it's it's obvious that Emily and 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 Eddie Jessup are not really going to stay together. They don't stay together. This is not a big surprise. She goes to Africa to study baboons and he goes to Mexico and they separate for a while and then he they're sort of still together-ish, mm-hmm. but in the process of getting divorced because she comes back after I think it was what six to eight months or something like that, um, and uh, you know they're, they're still sort of there's keeping relations cordial, right? In as much as he can, <laughs> sure. And uh, and so by the time uh, you know, like they're sort of entangled once again in each other's lives by the time he goes into the the chamber and decides that he's going to uh basically he needs her approval he like beats her browbeats her to to get her approval to uh do one last experiment because as you said pete he he can't leave it alone yes (laughs) and so he goes in and there's an extended sequence where he comes out as like a four foot tall I guess Lucy Ostropolithicus or whatever you call it, like little caveman dude. Yeah. 
And I honestly, I sort of love that sequence. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I mean, love it. Let, let's let's start by saying something and dismissing it, which is it's stupid. But let's dismiss that because it's one of the best parts of the film. Yes, exactly. It, and I think that's part of like. Uh, I, I think I definitely enjoyed this a little bit more than you, Pete, but uh, because I I was pleasant, I was expecting kind of a little bit of a dour movie, but this this like went there, <laughs> like it went to like kind of a stu- <laughs> like stupid ideas, like having like Chalky from Land of the Lost like running through, uh, you know, downtown Manhattan right. or Boston. <laughs> well, or and meanwhile, like eleven year old me was betrayed. Like that, that it's just it's our starting points are different. I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah I, I i really i really dug because the 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 actor i forget um the actor's name uh is really rather talented um it, like physically right the the way he moves around uh miguel goudreau i think is the the name yes um and and like that whole sequence just he's it's sort of quiet like there's no dialogue other than you like you know secondary and tertiary characters like you know hey stop you know that type of thing but like this guy had to carry it uh also showing full um yeah full cock and balls uh mm. fur, very furry cock and balls <laughs> as he climbs on as we he climbs up onto like a cornice and then proceeds to sidle across it as the camera's looking directly up at him and you're like you know, that's a, that's an interesting angle you chose there, Ken. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he like by the time he uh, he he kills, he like beans a sheep in the zoo. That whole zoo sequence also uh, was was rather entertaining. Um, he beans it in the head and just proceeds to eat it. And then they find Eddie Jessup naked. In the antelope pen or some shit like that. Yeah, uh, and, and and he's like, he's like, I'm not sure. I think I killed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right because he the the one of the night nightmen at the uh, at the institute who's mm-hmm. basically he snuck in back in yeah. and he's using it uh, you know unauthorized. Um, one of the night nightmen is like, hey, you know, he calls the the guard, and the guard gets got by the mm-hmm. the monkey man. Yeah, uh, but like he, he after she, you know, Emily shows up, he tells her that, and then again, she she stays with him, which is like, <laughs> yeah, she's like not, not blame calling the, the police, here, but <laughs> you could have called, you know, like somebody. Yeah. At the very least, you, know, you could plead that it was a di- it, it was in fact a different guy who did it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I just had a really weird moment. Uh, uh, I, 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 okay, I'm I'm about to kill the vibe, and you guys need to work with me to pull it right back. Okay, I just got an email letting me know that a friend died. Oh shit! <laughs> Fucking buzzkill, but it it's. Uh, I'm so sorry, Pete. It's yeah, I know. It's my, my condolences, man. Thank you. I, I honestly, he he was he was in a lot of pain. So in a in a backward way, I'm grateful, and I'm really sorry to say anything. It's just if I didn't, I'd be like this weird little creep through the rest of the show, and you'd be like, "What mm-hmm. happened to Pete?" That's what happened. <laughs> so gotcha. 
weirder than normal, Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you, you, we could have just chalked it up that you, in fact, returned to monkey. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only. It's the only logical response. It, it really is. Um, so, so yeah, like after that, it it sort of like ends tidally, not tidally, I should say, but but after that, it's it's more or less this is the end of the movie. It's like 30 minutes of, of basically uh, Emily taking him back, mm-hmm. uh, taking care of him, uh, <laughs> saying, you know, uh, even like the, the part, uh, let, me, let me say the part that she didn't mention, even though you were the one to put me through all this turmoil and grief. And what she says aloud is I'm feeling very uh, scared and alone and I need some love. Mm. yeah <laughs> it is very strange isn't it yeah well, and what i thought was like does that work <laughs> i mean it, it i think that my read on it is that they are very much so in a toxic sort of sort of toxic codependency or some shit like that like yes I, I, she can't really let him go uh in part because she just admires his genius yeah I mean, I feel like the more the more we get towards this end of the movie, it really does start to ramp up. Like the 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 tone of it really starts to um, sort of res like not resonate. Um, yeah, I guess agree with the point we made earlier that this is sort of like a doomed Victorian type of romantic antihero Eddie Jessup and his long suffering wife Emily, mm. who can't quit him. Yeah. Uh and it's 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 definitely not it doesn't feel like a modern thing but it could be. Yeah, it's it's it is very str- I don't the, the relationship aspect of this movie is completely unbelievable. Um frankly and which not to go all cinema sins on on you know, or anything like that but like Ding. I I think that's what makes uh so unfortunately you know the ultimate end of her, you know like kind of sacrificing herself and then coming back to save him. Like it's all, it's all this, like, you know, basically, you know, this hinges on this relationship and you don't buy it because he is such a massive asshole. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a complete shithead to her all the yeah, time, all the time. Like it, it's never like, Hey, thank you so much for doing this. I know this is really putting you out every time I go monkey, but uh, you know, thank you so much for s- sticking with me. But no, it's always like he's like ranting and raving, like a you know a lunatic about it, and like <laughs> like he like snaps Did, at her and stuff. Didn't didn't even get her like an edible arrangement, you know? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for pulling me through in a time of monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I've not been a barrel of monkeys. Mm-hmm. lately dot, dot, <laughs> dot, you know that type of thing uh anyway so so yeah like like i i think that that's the that's we're supposed to believe that she is that he is salvageable to her and i think that yes that is the part that he just never really treats her like like yeah. a human being yes uh even <laughs> <clears throat> well he yeah, does he does make her humid again after making her a, a flaming ball of pain yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's true it's true oh suddenly you were lava 
Well, I think that that's, that's also the thing that um, at the end we're supposed to take away from this is that, you know, by doing all of this in the most sort of uh, psychedelic uh, way possible, he has in fact become sort of like a, a demiurge uh, character, right? He's, he's godlike mm-hmm. because he, he is able to not only make her have lava skin or whatever, <laughs> It, it honestly looks like uh, a lava that's sort of like hardened a little bit, but still mm-hmm. cracks of fire underneath. Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, pretty good effects for oh, cool. something Very that cool was, effects. yeah, like, like for something that was probably painted directly onto the film stock or something. Yeah. Um, uh, also his, like his, uh, like I think that they were wise in not just having him have the prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they sort of like, uh, like wash it out like it's mm-hmm. a, a weird like a photo negative yeah type of thing. It, it's very like it's very comic book like mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah it's cool it's a very cool effect no it's very cool uh, and, and i think it again to to the to the earlier point i think it's you know a way to make something that would look like a rubbery suit look interesting Rather than like have someone go like, "Hey, that guy's wearing a rubber suit. What the hell?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think that it's an interesting way to to depict it, right? Because then he's he's mm-hmm. by the end he's like sort of like transitioning back and forth, and he's become like all sort of like I I, I joke that he looks like chewed up bubblegum, but it's it's not far from the truth yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. and th- that's much better than like the next stage, which is static bubblegum. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like they, they do a good. Uh, the movie is does a very good job of when he's going through that. Is he? It's uh, literalizing his like internal struggle back to like humanity. Um, I, I I thought like that that was a like they depicted it well, like something that was m- most likely just a internal struggle. Um, so I thought like even though it was kind of uh you know like a little hammy, he's like kind of like you could see he's like pounding on the walls pounding on the hall in in trying to you know fully materialize again but mm-hmm. i do think it's it's um kind of effective well it it ha- it lends it like this um primal scream type of um mm. uh feeling to it doesn't it where mm-hmm. he's not really articulating anything he's he's expressing it the way that someone you know like who, who like a, a child might right where you 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 start to express yourself physically rather than you know like using words to explain how you feel mm-hmm. so um i would like to speak for the uh the peach pecan whiskey coursing through my bloodstream right now and say like like fuck that whole scene okay like the whole <laughs> idea that like this guy is saved by his deep humanity and love for this woman is like the <laughs> highest load of bullshit I've ever yeah. seen in my life. He doesn't <laughs> give a damn about her. No, no. It, uh, it, it, I, I uh, noted it was so funny. Like the, they introduced the kids and then he never speaks of them again. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say this, Pete. My read on it isn't necessarily that. My read on it is that he's become God. <laughs> ah. Oh. So, like, what I think of is, like, did you... Which, did, which is even more horrifying, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. the worst person to become God. At least equally disinterested. <laughs> but, but, like, did you ever watch, like, 90210 or Melrose Place? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. like, at certain points in both of those shows, somebody went by and like, hey, man, I'm gay, the gay neighbor. Well, <laughs> see you later. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. <laughs> and th- that that was the relationship with those kids. Hi, you have a child. I love you. I'm hungry. Bye. Like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they, they 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 couldn't they couldn't really pay the day rate for Drew Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> Be, being film nobility as she is. Okay, I, I have two minor announcements. One, I just got notified that A, another friend has cancer, and B, had successful surgery and is okay. I'm turning my phone off. I'm just turning it off. Yeah, uh, that, yeah that's a good. That's a good. That's a good good policy why yes. did i look down dude like there was nothing good that could happen like i wasn't gonna win the lottery no nobody's like trying to hook up I, i'm it's it's a wednesday night <laughs> how, how odd that it's called hump day i run right yes yeah <laughs> um anyway yeah i i, I honestly like I, I enjoy the 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 effects uh there is um we're supposed to feel you know like some sort of you know uh, i guess pathos of some sort uh honestly I, at the end of it i was like i i the more i thought about it the more horrified i was like so yeah. he encountered the he encountered actually the nothingness at the at the beginning of creation mm. uh and came back reformed himself and you're like that's Dr. Manhattan. He's he's that's how you get a Dr. Manhattan. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I, I uh yeah, he cuz That's that's a good description actually. Yeah, I like that. He like he out uh he basically um I guess what's uh, tames evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Or or makes it its plaything. Yes, exactly. Whichever whichever works. I don't know. Yeah. What a little vomit bag. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like at least the guy who became Doctor Manhattan wasn't a prick to begin with. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this he, would be like if if Rorschach became Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> well, that's true. That's very true. Uh, but yeah. In so, any case, I mean, yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, Chris. Carla. No, you no, no, you go. I mean, I was just. You guys say, are so polite. <laughs> That's how my mommy mate raised me. Fair enough. Um, so, so what do you what do you make of this, Chris? Because I I, I still think that although it's not, I think it's a it's an okay movie mm-hmm. or a good movie, but it's just I don't know that the the central relationship really wins me over. Yeah, no, I, that that's compl- that that whole thing kind of is just not good, and I think it's uh, I don't know if it's down to writing or maybe Hurt and Blair just kind of didn't Blair Brown didn't have like chemistry together, mm-hmm. which would have sold it maybe even with the bad writing because I think it, there's kind of maybe a combination of the two, um, and I think both of them are individually good, but I don't know if they have a chemistry there. I mean, I I would say that I think that that's actually intentional, right? Mm. Um, I would argue that it's intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it is really off-putting to you as as a viewer. Yeah. You're like, t- t- why are they together at yeah. all? Yeah, right. Um, but I, I think overall, I definitely enjoyed it a lot, uh, a lot more than seemingly you, you were, you or Pete, uh, just because I was kind of like just vibing on monk, at, at, on, you know, on the monkey oh, no, no, waves. No, 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 don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I, I still sort of love this movie. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah, like, it is 
is making my brain itch in these really interesting places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like honestly, what I enjoyed was teabagging on it, but I, I like I did <laughs> enjoy that very much. <laughs> <laughs> you and you, you let the hatred flow through you. There's, oh there's yeah, many, there's many ways to enjoy art. There is, there is. Well, you know, I would say that of us, that I'm probably the most likely to be a Sith, not because I'm like evil but like i'm the one most likely to get really excited and do something insane (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) you heard it here first uh folks uh you know pete's a pizza darth uh a darth jar jar uh truth (laughs) (laughs) well the thing is like my jaw's gonna fall off and then i'm gonna destroy the moon it's gonna be awesome um (laughs) So, um, I did have some, oh, you know, there is something, uh, I, I want to go off the path, but I can hold off as we're wrapping this up. I mean, we, we have, we have a little bit of time. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> so there is, there is something I noticed that happened to me when I was, uh, you know, the driving force behind the podcast because, you know, like, like Connor's lazy, um, <laughs> 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 He's wow, not okay. listening. What, was, um, was, that, was that what you were waiting to? Okay, cut his mic. Bye. No, no. no. <laughs> well, what I noticed is, um, well, it, it's. I think it's a capitalist problem. Like, I found myself having less fun with the podcast after a while, and having less fun with reading because mm-hmm. everything I was doing had to be monetized. Like every mm. movie, every book, every comic had to loop back to this conversation. And I love these conversations. Like you guys are like Calipigian badasses. But like it's nice to have the option to just read something that's shitty and don't tell anybody, right? And I didn't feel like I could do that. So I, I would like to ask you both, and I'd love it if you responded separately, what do you do to cope with that? Because what I did was implode, and that's not optimal. I, I would say that I think the, the issue becomes is something bad in an interesting way or, or sufficiently bad that it's just, it's fun to really sort of hate on it. Right. Um, because a lot of the, a lot of the middling stuff, it, it's so aggressively fine and, you're just just going to end up repeating yourself. So you, you got to find sort of like, I, I, I'm finding that stuff that is on the sort of on the ends of the bell curve are, are much more interesting to talk about. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me personally, it's because um, you can see like the, the, the fun is to be had in the gap between the artist's intention and the, and, their, and like the limits of their talent <laughs> and money and, or, you know, so it's that, it, it's that, like that donut hole that I'm very, that I'm interested in to see like the humanity of like, how do they get around stuff or, or how do they, you know, or I see what they were trying to do there. It, you know, it was re- done really clumsily, uh, but there's still like somebody there's, there's a, it's it's what brings out the hu- you know the humanity being trapped you know transferred through the art like because you could feel the uh, the truly feel the artist on the other side well yeah it's the, it's the art art from constraints type yep. of thing right exactly yes. right dog one ninety five and all that stuff the what now uh, that's for another episode oh okay. <laughs> excellent my bad all right well anyway 
Um, in any case, uh, I mean, did that answer your question sufficiently, Pete? It, it did. And I'm grateful you guys made the effort. Thank you. I mean, like, like even, even something like when we were doing crap books, Pete, um, you know, like those books were not good. <laughs> it, it was interesting to revisit them in, because you, you, I'll say this, even when I was like 14 or 15, you realized that, you know, like reading Xanth. Oh, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're not good books, but. You know, it's also the the stuff that you have that's available. So you read that, um, and and I think that it's interesting to go back to it and go like, oh, I don't know, I was right, <laughs> and, and it's it's worse. Like, and, and now as an adult, you're like, oh, then this is worse than I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, that 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 makes perfect sense to me. I uh, well, and the thing is, like, something doesn't have to be good to be awesome. Like, there's so many shitty, awesome things out there. Like, Cerebrus, shitty, awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I also, uh, I would also argue that if I can loop back to the crap books thing, Please. a lot of these were things that I loved at a time. Yes. And I feel that if I were to just dismiss them or be like, yeah, that was just bad and not really want to engage with it uh, afterwards. Um, that would say something about what I think about myself, wouldn't you say? Because it's it's one thing to be like, yeah, that was a shitty book, but here's the things that I I enjoyed when I was reading it. This is why it's not good because I am now an adult and have a bit more of a developed taste, or you know, or, or have more experience, or what have what have you. You know, that's giving your past self a little grace. Hmm. Yeah, and and. I think that if you just hate on something that you loved beforehand, you're, you're just sort of like trying to cut yourself off from yourself. Hmm. That well is a really interesting way to put it. I like that yeah. very much. Well said, sir. Yeah. I, mean, I, I yeah, I, I think it's interesting that if you, if you like, you have to, if you, if you want to have a healthy relationship with yourself, you have to sort of agree that, yeah, well, you know, that, that's what I had. Or, you know, you, you sort of give yourself some leeway uh, and, and still, uh, you know, not be too proud about like, oh, I never read those things. It's like, just give it up, buddy. No one, no one thinks you watch the MCU. No one thinks you're cool. It's fine. If you're not willing to enjoy something shitty, I don't have a lot of respect for you, frankly. Yep. Well, I think it's it, it's also driven by the fact that you're not really you don't ha- you don't have a taste. You have not developed a taste for yourself. You're allowing other external factors, your friends, your you know whatever fans, uh, marketing, whatever to to sort of like you know give you the direction. And is like, well, that you know you could do that for a while, but you're, you're going to drive yourself a little crazy, right? Um, anyway, I think that that's, I don't want to belabor the point, but I, I think that that's the way I'm approaching it at least. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in, in essence, I will say, I will repeat myself and say that I rather enjoyed what rewatching this. I, I don't know that I believed any, any of the, the central relationship that would have helped me buy into this a little bit more, but God damn it. 
I enjoyed the fuck out of just watching a movie that has like it. It, it has a sequence that that brought to mind the uh, David Bowman going through the 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 space portal thing in two thousand one. Yeah. Except nice. with genetics. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, well, clearly I didn't enjoy it as much as either of you guys. I did enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't. It, what I didn't do was respect it, mm. Mm. but I liked it, mm. and and that's enough. Pete, I think there's been plenty of nights where you've uh, liked something but not respected something, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that happens a fair amount, actually. I, I have an endless appetite for crap, but I know it's crap. <laughs> Well, just don't just don't tell people that, uh, Pete, because you know people get very butthurt about that. Oh, dates I won't go name bad. Names. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't name names about people who who write crap and then say, "Who, who me, little old me? Why are you being so mean to me?" <laughs> you know, that's for another podcast, yes. as Chris said. All right. Well, anyway, uh, gents, thanks for for coming on this journey to return to Monkey. Uh, and everyone out there, I hope you find your personal monkey. And we'll catch you next time here on Podside.